Welcome to our online study. This week we are doing the conclusion of The Pursuit of God by A.W. Tozer. Isn't it exciting to think that we can have a deep, intimate relationship with God, that He is not a distant God, but one that knows our every thought, knows each intricate part of our lives, and yet wants to have a relationship with us. A.W. Tozer had a deep desire to pursue God and wanted to encourage others to pursue Him also. So, what is the essence of our pursuit? How can we have a deep personal relationship with God? When I think about pursuing God, I think about the acronym FROG, Fully Rely on God, how in every aspect of our lives we are to fully rely on Him, to surrender all we have and all we are continually, every second, every moment of every day. We need to be proactive in our pursuit of God. Salvation is not a means to an end. Our pursuit begins the moment we ask Jesus Christ into our hearts, the moment we believe in the death burial and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ladies, the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. To have a deep personal relationship with God, we cannot just sit back and say, Okay, God, you are in control of my life. You live my life through me. No. We need to say, Okay, God, you are in control of my life. Now please, Help me and give me the strength to live a godly life pleasing to you, bringing honor and glory to your name. We need to follow hard after God. As it says in Psalms 63 verse 8, My soul followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. When you look at the New Living Translation, it says, I cling to you. Your strong right hand holds me securely. David was not passive in his devotion, for he continued to cling to the Lord and rest in the safety of his right hand. We cannot live this life alone. We need to ask God to help us and give us the strength to live a godly life. Following hard after God is pursuing a deeper relationship with Him, being so close to God that we feel His presence in our life. He is not a God who is out there, in the distance, watching from afar. Ladies, He lives within your heart. He knows your name. He knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows you personally. But the exciting part of this study is seeing how we can know God personally and pursue a deep, intimate relationship with Him. So how can we know God and experience a deep, intimate relationship with Him? First, before you can pursue a relationship with God, you have to ask yourself, Have I asked Jesus Christ into my heart? Do I believe in the death burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You cannot pursue a relationship if you have not asked Him to be Lord of your life. 
Second, we need to examine what takes priority in our life. When pursuing a relationship with God, He must come first. We need to make sure that we are not worshiping the gifts that have been given to us, but worshiping the giver of the gifts. One of the hardest things to surrender is our loved ones. We love them so much that sometimes we hold on to them too hard. As we learned with Abraham and Isaac, by Abraham letting go of Isaac and surrendering him to the Lord, not only did Abraham's faith grow, but so did Isaac's. We need to surrender our whole life, not just part to God, acknowledging that all that we are and all that we have belong to God. Third, we need to tear down the barriers in our lives that keep us from entering the presence of God. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. It says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. It was the veil that covered the entrance of God's presence that was removed when Jesus Christ died at Calvary on the cross. The removal of this veil opened the way for every child of God to have the privilege of living in God's presence 24-7. We can experience the presence of God in our hearts, but it does take work. We cannot idly sit by and expect God to reveal His presence in us. We need to walk through the veil into God's presence as the high priest walked into the Holy of Holies. What is that that prevents us from entering into God's presence? What is the veil that is covering the opening? Tozer refers to self-love being the thread from which this inner veil is woven. He refers to self-hyphenated sins, the self-righteousness, self-pity, self-confidence, self-sufficiency, self-admiration, self-love, and a host of others like them. Ladies, we need to decrease and allow God to increase, as it says in John 3.30. This is not going to be easy, and we cannot do this on our own. We need to ask God to help us rip the self-hyphenated sins out of our lives so that we can make room in our hearts for God, which is His rightful place. We can live in His presence daily. Fourth, we need to acknowledge who God is. Psalms 34.8 says, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in Him. Now, taste here doesn't mean a sip or a nibble. It implies feeding on the Lord through His Word and experiencing all He has for us. If we truly want to follow God, we must seek to be otherworldly. We need to choose the kingdom of God. Tozer said, The soul has eyes with which to see and ears with which to hear. We can be aware of God's presence in our lives 
through our five senses, through seeing, hearing, touching, tasting, and smelling. As we begin to focus on God, the things of the Spirit will take shape before our inner eyes. Fifth, we need spiritual receptivity. We need to be in the Word of God daily and communicating with God daily so that we will hear what God wants to teach us. When we feel the urge from the Holy Spirit, we need to act as David did in Psalms 27.8, which says, When you said, Seek my face, my heart said to you, Lord, I will seek. We need to be aware of God's presence in our lives. Let's not be like Jacob and say, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. We need to slow the pace down, take time to cultivate your relationship with God. Think about your life. Are you aware of God's presence in your life? Knowing that every moment of every day, He is with you? Six, we need to cultivate our relationship with God so that we know our Savior's voice. Think about the power of God's voice. He spoke creation into existence. All he had to do was speak, and it was so. God speaks to us today through his word, through prayer, through our thoughts, and through people. The Bible is our manual for life. This is the most clear and efficient way of his communication with us. The Bible is the living word of God. It is as if God is speaking directly to you every time you open your Bible. Ladies, this is one of the most important parts of developing a personal relationship with God. We must be communicating with God daily. If you are going to cultivate a relationship, you must spend time in that relationship. And listening to God is an important part of the Christian life. Seventh, we need to place our focus on God and not on ourselves or our circumstances. Tozer said, Faith is a redirecting of our sight, a getting out of the focus of our own vision and getting God into focus. Again, we are talking about those self-hyphenated sins that take the place of God. They have twisted our vision inward, looking at ourselves rather than placing our focus on God. If we keep our focus on God and not on ourselves or our circumstances, we will see what God wants us to see. Seeing through God's eyes, not our own, it really makes a difference. When Peter kept his eyes on the Lord, he was able to walk on water. But the moment he took his eyes off of the Lord and onto himself, what happened? Yes, he sank in the water. Tozer teaches us that with our heart, 
we can see God in everything, anywhere, at any time. That we can know God in such a personal way that we feel His presence in our lives every moment of the day. My heart's desire is that together we develop a habitual gaze upon God. That we find ourselves growing each day making God the most important part of our lives. Weeding out self and increasing the space for God in our life. Eighth, we need to keep our relationship with God in check. We are human and we will fail. But we should not allow this to come between us and God. We should immediately confess our sins. John 8:34 says, Jesus answered them, Most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. Ladies, we must of necessity be a servant to someone. It's either going to be of God or of sin. We still have a sin nature and it will get in the way. We may desire to exalt God above everything, but we need His help to do this. It is through His power that we defeat the sin nature. But the more we rip out of the things of our lives that take the place of God, the more we draw close to God. God sees our heart and He knows our intentions. And number nine, we need to make God Lord of our life. What we think about God is the most important thing about us. We need to rid our lives of pride, pretense, and artificiality. It doesn't matter what people say about us, what they think about us, or even how we want to people to perceive us. What matters is our personal relationship with God. What you think about God. Is He Lord of your life? And tenth, we need to be totally aware of God's presence in our lives. God is with us even in those mundane, ordinary parts of our life. We need to be constantly living to glorify God in everything that we do. We need to continually converse with God. We need to be God-pleasers and not men-pleasers. We can experience God's presence in our lives every moment of every day in the sacred times as well as the ordinary secular times of our lives. Our very life should be an offering of worship to God. Ladies, the Christian walk is an active walk. Christ changed the way we worship when he died at Calvary. We now can be in his presence 24-7. We can have a deep personal relationship with the God of the universe. In order to do this, we need to be active. We need to be continually seeking the face of God in everything that we do. Know that when you are doing the smallest of things in your life, 
that God is right there with you. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't take naps. He doesn't change. He is consistent. Ladies, the Christian life is not easy and it is not going to get any easier. We will have obstacles in our path. We will fail in our walk. But the one thing that we have is God's word that he will be with us every step of the way. We need to continually be in God's word pursuing our relationship with him. I have a clip by Charles Swindoll from one of the messages on this very topic that I'd like you to listen to. Please listen. The tough news, it's even worse than that, is they're going to get a lot tougher. Especially for people who determine to live upstream rather than floating down. I urge you to read less of the newspaper and the periodicals and read more of your Bible. I urge you to become a serious student of the Scriptures. Take them seriously. Teach them to your young. Read them as couples, as singles. Let the Scriptures be your guide. It'll do amazing things as it helps you live in a world that has lost its way. If you lack biblical knowledge... You are sunk if you think you're going to survive these times with any sense of victory in your life. You're sunk. Ladies, we do live in the end times. It is so important that we are in God's Word daily so that God can strengthen us to live in a world that has lost its way. My challenge to you today would be to fully rely on God. In everything that you do, seek God's face every day. In the smallest of times in your life to the most complicated, as David did in Psalms 27, 8, when God said, Seek my face, and David said, Your face, Lord, will I seek. Psalms 42, 1-2 says, As the deer pants for the water brooks, So pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? God is with you every moment of every day. Let us build an awareness of his presence in our lives. And let us not say as Jacob did, the Lord was in this place and I knew it not instead ladies let us be one who Christ finds faithful when he returns thank you for doing this study with me God bless